0: Shaky Town Radio is back in Riverside for the third time. I'm Brody Foster Hubbard. My wheelman today is Megan Marie.
1: Hello.
0: She drove while I folded zines, and I will be stapling, because it would not be a zine fest proper if somebody wasn't running late and assembling zines at the last minute. Um, I'm honestly emotional right now pulling up to... Um, Zine Fest here the Riverside DIY Print Fest wherever you can find parking here hold on I'm a little emotional pulling up here to Riverside DIY Print Fest this is the first event that I had ever participated in in 2012 I didn't table that year but I was a reader and I kind of put myself out there for the sake of saying, hey, I'm going to do a zine. So then I had to do it because I said I was going to do it. And I did. By the following year, LA Zine Fest. Uh, this year I'm reading. I'm putting out some zines. Uh, the new ones this year. Um, I have Couched, which I already published. I have uh, Fair Dig Presses, Don't Hide Behind Your Skirt uh, by Aurora Lady. And then a new zine today uh, that Neely Bat Chestnut of Men My Dress Press... And I collaborated on, it's not called Men My B- Dress, it's not called Fair Dig, it's called Dig My Dress. So my first split zine, I'm excited about that one. It's just a story of how uh, we met and became friends. And, yeah, gonna talk to the usual suspects today. Amber Garza, Stacy Russo, Jen Venegas, uh, Angela Chaos, many more folks at the Blood Orange Info Shop Live at Riverside DIY Print Fest 2014. With much sound and fury, Meg and I found our table, set up. Our neighbor is Stacy Russo. She'll be back in a little bit. She uh, gave me copies of Love Is, which is a compilation zine. uh, Folks talking about what is love to them. I'm in it. The aforementioned Neely Bat Chestnut is in it. Stacey can tell you more about that and her other zines in a little bit. Uh, As I said, she is out. Who's covering her table?
2: That would be me, Brody. My name is Amber Garza. Hi.
0: Hi. (laughs) Nice to see you. It's always a pleasure to see you.
2: Why, thank you. I feel the same.
0: (laughs) Tell me what you've been up to.
2: What have I been up to? Well, I tried uh, unsuccessfully, but you know, trying counts, to finish my zine in time for the fest. Uh, but it's not done because I want it to, it's a thing, it's, it's, it's a topic, it's on body image and acceptance, so it's on a topic that I have very complicated feelings about, and I'm working them out as I'm writing it, and um, I'm not done working them out.
0: I totally understand. I've read some of it. I think it's great what I got to read so far. Um, and I understand that working things out. I don't even know what I'm reading today. We're both reading today, you and I, yes?
2: We are. both reading. We're up on the Zine Lounge stage.
0: Yeah. I don't know. Like, I, I always come with confessional stuff. Like Like, this is where I lay my guts out and, like, everything I have, the wounds are fresh. I don't know if I'm ready.
2: Yeah. It's but if there's any environment where it's going to be okay to, to say that in, it's right here. Yeah. Like, this is among the most supportive and nurturing and loving environments, you know, I've been in. And maybe it's just because I'm from Riverside. Maybe. Maybe I'm embarrassed. Could but, be.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: but, uh, but I think that, you know, you're definitely going to find a receptive audience here.
0: Absolutely. Now, you uh, have a hand in assembling the Riverside DIY Print Fest?
2: Yeah, this year not as much. I was more a ad hoc um, uh, use me where you need me this year. Um, and, you know, it's nice because other than the setup and the takedown, um, it kind of runs itself, a lot of it. You know, like I think people are into it and they um, are excited about it and so it doesn't take a whole lot of effort to do it. Um, but that's not to underscore, I mean, to, to take away from the people who are... who started it and, and are the leads, um, like Angela and Josh and uh, Elliot.
0: Absolutely. Um, you are living closer to Shakytown now, yes?
2: I'm in Shakytown. I am a part of the Shakytown zip code. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I am, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm living in downtown LA in, a, in an industrial section. Um, and so I have lots of trucks for neighbors, um, the wholesale produce market. It's nice. It's oh,
0: nice. Cool. cool. Well, we look forward to talking to you more and enjoying the print fest with you today. Thank you. As promised, my zine-table neighbor, table buddy today, the wild librarian herself, Stacey Russo. Hello. Uh, you have a tall cup of black coffee that would make Henry Rollins proud. Always black
3: coffee, full throttle for me.
0: Yes. <laughs> I, I always prefer the, the sweet, sugary things, the almond milk, the soy milk.
3: I'm aware of that since I just got your coffee for you.
0: Yes. And you were telling me that it uh, I held up the line even in absentia.
3: Yes, Brody's drink caused a line of about 10 people. <laughs> so I announced to all of them that they were not waiting for my drink. <laughs> it was Brody's drink.
0: So there's a, a coffee house in Riverside that where my name is, like, Voldemort now, so. Uh, you have uh, Love Is, which uh, I was talking about earlier, a uh, couple of uh, people that we know are in there, and then um, you have Love Is the Greatest Search.
3: Right. Um, these are the first two zines in the Love Zine project. Look, that sounds so official.
0: Yeah.
3: And um, they were inspired by predominantly the work of Bell Hooks, And so one of them, The Love Is, is a collaborative zine with different people giving their definition of love in 30 words or less. And then the other one, Love is the Greatest Search, is a memoir zine where I have photographs of one of Bell Hook's books, Communion, in different settings, different aspects of love in my life, basically.
0: And you also have uh, the, which we've, uh, I I have a copy of which I love, Poems a Librarian Wrote on Her Lunch Break. And this is a new one too, California Wine.
3: California Wine is brand new. I just had that printed, gosh, I guess um, not even a week ago. And it actually includes some of my favorite things I've ever written. (laughs) Nice. Yeah. There was a man that I met when I did a reading recently at Beyond Baroque and he described my poems as California wine, and I liked that so much <laughs> that I told him I was going to make it the cover of, or the title of the next poetry booklet. <laughs>
0: Very cool. Yeah, Beyond Baroque, we were there uh, in February for LA Zine Fest readings. A wonderful space, good people. Uh, and you've been performing there a lot lately.
3: I've, been, I've gone there now actually just twice. Um, I go to the open readings. It's the first Sunday of each month, and so I'm going to go again. I think it's June 1st. And I found, well, I found the other people reading just amazing, and the featured poets amazing too, and, um, everyone there very supportive, and, um, so I feel really good there. And then I go eat at Cafe Gratitude
0: after,
3: (laughs) (laughs) and look at the ocean, so it's all good.
0: (laughs) Um, I love Cafe Gratitude as well. Yeah, we were just there. Um. The Venice one? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Went to, uh, the... Ate some food, went to the beach.
3: The whole area is just so beautiful and before I do my reading I always walk around you know, the whole neighborhood for a while and um, just the homes and the, the trees and the flowers and everything. Last time there were petals of all different colors, even in the gutters. I was like, what is this? You know, like heaven.
0: <laughs>
3: you know, so it's just a great place.
0: Totally. Uh, you have uh, your baked goods here today as well. The uh, I believe you have coconut blueberry. One more.
3: I, I also have a sweet potato muffin, right. and it's based on a Native American recipe. And um, instead of the eggs, I used flax seeds with water to make it vegan. Very cool. And, um, Yeah, that's one of my big dreams, is to open a bakery, the Wild Librarian Bakery, and it would also have books in there, and it would be like a great community space for art and music and everything.
0: I hope to see that happen, and hope to interview you there again. in the meantime, people can find you on SoundCloud. Just search for your name, Stacy Russo, at SoundCloud, and hear your lovely voice read your wonderful poems.
3: Thank you so much. <laughs> I'm also on YouTube now. That's right. Um, you can search for me on YouTube. And some of the, the more fun poems I've made videos of, some of them don't really work with props and
0: stuff, <laughs> but
3: the more sexy ones or the fun ones, I've made some videos of those.
0: <laughs> so definitely go check those out. Thank you so much for talking to Shaky Town. Thank you riverside is going great the hours are passing by really fast it's making me sad um, these things go by and like i said just they're done before you know it um, i did a reading it went well i think i mean i was happy with how i did considering how nervous i was <laughs> um, it got really quiet here for a minute now it's picking up again near the end
1: um,
0: some blueberry muffins. Those were good.
1: Um,
0: I'm at the She's Not a Morning Person skin knees table. The high in the day is the devil in the night. Aria Maximilian's here.
1: Hi, everybody.
0: Aria, you did your first reading tonight.
1: Yeah, I totally did. It was uh, actually really fun because the community here is super supportive. and So I wasn't that nervous, but there's such good writers here that we're reading that um, I was a little bit, I guess,
0: intimidated. But it was
1: cool. Everyone's always accepting here. Yeah. Yeah, I liked it. It was nice.
0: And you did a tarot reading, too.
1: Yeah, I pulled a card for everybody, which was the Ten of Swords, so um, which symbolizes um, overcoming a huge obstacle and um, that there's a new path ahead, which I thought was very appropriate. So um, it was cool. I love listening to everybody read. Um, you were really good, Brody. Thank you. Name check. <laughs> um, it was it was cool to have people read things they hadn't yet published, because I think that's a really raw format. And yeah. It's, it's like a good way to connect. So. Yeah. That was cool.
0: Very cool. Um, you're still at skinnews.net, and um, actually, we can find you at. O-C-C-V-L-T dot com.
1: Yeah, it's just occult with a V. But, um, yeah, I am still at skinnees.net, and I do this thing on Mondays that I publish a tarot card of the week. So if you're interested in that kind of thing or interested in learning about it, um, check us out at skinnees.net. Um, our Facebook's what? Facebook.com
0: backslash skinnees. Yeah, check us out. Awesome. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. And uh, tell Jen I said hi. I will. I'm speaking with Brittany Couch of Mad Mulatto Zine.
4: Mm-hmm. How are you? I'm great. I'm having a good time. I'm sad it's over.
0: Me too. Like, it just zooms by so fast. Uh, but what was the experience for you like that? So you were in some of the readings, watching those, you floated around, you tabled, you sold, you traded zines.
4: So I'm used to, this is my first time having a table, so I'm used to carrying around a box of zines and trading. So it was cool being on the other side and being able to be like, trade me your zine or you can buy it. Um, I basically started crying at the readings because I'm emotional and it's like, oh my God, I feel that. I've been there. Exactly. And I think it's just turn into a dance party now that it's over. Like, yeah. why are we leaving?
0: I agree. So tell the folks in our audience about your zine.
4: So my zine is a per zine. Um, It's based from a perspective of a mixed girl. I weigh 85 pounds, so sometimes I write about being skinny, sometimes I write about the struggle of learning about my hair, because my mom is full of black, she doesn't know about my hair, my dad I don't talk to. Um, I write about being blind, I wear glasses. If I take them off, I cannot see anything. I write about my boyfriend and love and race, and gender, and feminism, and womanism, and religion, and my English teacher told me that writing is thinking, so it's basically me figuring shit out, and you're the audience.
0: Very nice. So, where can the audience find your stuff online to then get in print?
4: (laughs) You can check on Etsy. Uh, the shop is Paper Mulata with an A at the end, so it's like mulatto but with an A at the end. So, Brittany Couch, Paper Mulata. Cool.
0: Thanks for talking to us. Huh? Thank you for talking to us.
4: Thank you for talking to me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Megan, you manned, womaned, persand the table for me a lot today. Thank you. I was doing interviews. I was doing a reading. I was watching Friends read. Tell me how it went for you.
1: It went well. There were a lot of people today.
0: Yeah, Uh, you you made some friends. You you talked to some folks.
1: I did. I talked to many people.
0: And uh, what was the zine that you picked up today that you thought was interesting?
1: It was called just 31 and 34. Um, It was this teacher made a zine for each year on her birthday. I don't know her name because it doesn't say. But it was very interesting because one of them is about her having a baby.
0: Which we are having as well. Um, this was your, not your, only your second experience tabling. It was a little busier than the last time we did a fest together. What do you think?
1: It was, it, the time went fast. It was much busier, which was nice.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, and what do you think of Blood Orange Info Shop?
1: It's cute. I like the setup.
0: Yeah, you can see great art here. And there's books. There's yeah. so much to do. So much. Let's see if we can sneak in uh, a couple quick interviews. Oh, yeah, absolutely.
5: Unless you want to involve the
0: transaction <laughs> we in We the- could do that. I'm standing by for a transaction. Angela's buying a... Uh, we're micing this whole thing. Um,
3: oh, go ahead. No,
0: no, you're fine. Angela, how was the fest for you this year? I am so
5: excited about how it turned out. It's such a great collection of like
0: really DIY minded people. Um, I'm really, really pleased. Yeah. Yes. And you did, a, you led kind of a, awesome.
3: Thank you. during
0: the readings you led a discussion about community and about co-opting of DIY culture and of, um, I mean, a lot of good things. Sustainability versus profit versus, you know, the struggle. How did that work out for you? Like getting people's uh, insight and sharing your thoughts on that whole problem, DIY versus mainstream. Well, first,
5: I guess I'll talk about the idea of like a reading. Um, I wanted to do something different than just getting up and like making a declaration about like, this is what I think. Um, I thought it would be more revolutionary or conducive to collaboration, that it was a collaborative conversation instead of like a rant or something. Um, plus, I do have a lot of questions for other people. Or, like, I um, have been trying to figure out how to articulate these things. Like I said in the thing, how to articulate some of these feelings I have. Um, and the basic idea is, like, I, as I see, you know, we've been doing DIY for a long time. Um, it's, it's kind of part of my roots and it's part of my future. Um, but it's, it's kind of hard to see, I guess, what feels like co-optation of DIY culture um, for this kind of like for the benefit of capitalism. So like something specifically that I cited was um, microcosm um, and uh, the ways that um, basically like microcosm now um, um, distributes zines through urban outfitters. And like, we've even heard that it's against the um, wishes of some of these zine stores and stuff. And so it's really kind of brought into question like people's motives for starting off like a collective Um, there's also this idea that there are sometimes when people establish what they call as a collective but it really sounds like a music venue or it sounds like um, something where there's like a a sovereign in charge or a king or like their names on the lease, whatever the thing is but ultimately all power is like flowing through them, decisions are flowing through them and and those aren't collectives, that's not a collective because collectives take a lot more time because we, we make time to make sure everybody gets their voice into it. And, um, and we don't really see it as useful or part of our culture unless that's happening. If you don't make the time for questions and for critiques, then you're basically still running on this kind of... Like a business model, yeah. you know? And so I was trying to get some feedback on this idea of... I want people to feel like DIY is theirs because it is. You know, that first... I don't know if it's the first step, but kind of the first step is I can do this. I can make this scene. I can make this art. I can connect with my community and I get appreciation. But it's like as you're involved for longer, I guess, is what we talked about, we start to see that they're real, um, like we're planting roots that we hope are sustainable. And the metaphor I gave again was like, um, is this a stepping stone for you to become like, the next thing at the top of the hierarchy? Or are you seeing these collective ways of interacting as part of your roots and part of your future? Yeah. Because I feel that way. Like, I, I basically, you know, as much as I can, I have no intention with um, cooperating with corporations when it comes to my art or my writing. Yeah. I mean, of course, like, life, I don't know. But but dream, you know, <laughs> I guess the, the optimal idea would be that I would be able to... Um, be sustainable and plant roots and be rooted in my community and, like, the kinds of knowledges that we generate. And I'm just really nervous about those kind of local knowledges or indigenous knowledges getting co-opted. Yeah. Because when they get co-opted, then basically capitalism runs it runs it through until it's, like, dead, Yeah. you know? And then what will we have, like, a bit... I think what I want is um, when that inevitably happens, that we don't crumble. And so I'm nervous about getting involved with any structures that may um threat nurse sustainability mm-hmm.
0: I feel like I'm talking a lot no I appreciate it thank you so much for provoking discussion and thank you so much for putting this together you and all the Zineworks folks and the Riverside folks and it's just a, my might be my favorite event I mean it's very sentimental you know for me <laughs> I
5: totally agree I really want this to feel like coming home instead of like I mean, I love LA Zine Fest, um, but it's a different space than what we have. Like, it's big, Mm -hmm. it can be kind of shiny, and there's all this amazing stuff here. Where I'm, or we're aiming for more of this, like, um, it's as easy as when you're in kindergarten. Like, think of art, be be a beginner, you know? And and then also this idea of feeling like you're at home, like you're going to get to know people's names. It'll be more personal. We make this space small on purpose. Yeah. We like it in the info shop. Yeah. So I really appreciate that. It's like part of an aesthetic that we're really careful about. Yeah. About crafting, you know. Yeah. So I, I feel sentimental about it,
0: too. <laughs> <laughs> well, this will always be the, my first love. This is the first place I ever read. First place you ever read. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. That was so awesome. (laughs) So thank you so much, and we'll see you next year. Yeah, I'll see you before then.
5: Well, yeah, I hope so.
0: (laughs) Yay! Well, walking to the car and packing up, that's the end of Riverside 2014, and this might be the end of Shaky Town Radio. Um, The... Expiration date is up on a lot of things that roll into, uh, making this podcast, uh, including, uh, bandwidth, domain names, ability to get the, uh, other members of Team Shaky Town together, uh, there's definitely some people who have formally dropped out of Team Shaky Town because they're, uh, because of their other commitments or extenuating circumstances that, uh, they just aren't going to be on the podcast anymore. (laughs) Um, and I think the show has been moving in a obvious direction for a while of it being me and of it being really zine heavy. Uh, this podcast started out as Jean George and I looking to talk to comedians, talk to musicians, talk to all sorts of different folks. Um, I need direction. <laughs> I need direction too, Megan. That's what this is about. No, I need real direction. Um, obviously what Shaky Town Radio has become is a chronicle of my adventures in the zine community. Um, I'm proud of that. I'm proud of the interviews we've brought you, uh, that I've brought you. Uh, it is a one-person show, and it's becoming a lot to handle as Fair Dig Press tries to expand as my family is expanding, um, as other personal commitments just take my time. And I do actually have a day job, uh, that's more like a day and night job. I'm out of the house quite a lot for that. Uh, I have really enjoyed talking to you for the last three, four years, whatever this has been. Um, I'm going to miss it. I'm going to miss people talking about Shaky Town Radio, uh, it was as just as much a calling card for me as Fair Dig has become, um, but, you know, things change, you move on, and you do new things, and I am not saying there will never be a podcast again, um, I, I might try to do something a little smaller, uh, and I think this has already become what that would be, Uh, I just don't think it's fair to have the Shaky Town name on it because it's not just me. Shaky Town is uh, a group of people who I all love and respect and admire and I'm sure I will continue to hang out with and, who knows, collaborate on stuff with someday. Uh, But for now, you can find me at fairdig.com and hanging around zine places with zine people. Megan, you want to say anything? She's happy that the podcast is ending. Go for it. Um, I would say till next time, I'll say ginsune tight. And I'll say till we meet again, this is Brody Foster Hubbard. This was Shaky Town Radio.